Welcome to Pennsylvania in Focus. I'm Anthony Hennon. Joining me today is the Center Square's Pennsylvania editor, Kristen Smith. Kristen, you're, you've worked on a story looking at some cuts to disease funding and what's been called a budget balancing tactic of doing so. Um, what can you tell us about what's happening here? So this week during the House Appropriations Committee hearing with the Department of Health, the issue of cutting state support for organizations that provide services to a list of chronic conditions, things like ALS, leukemia, sickle cell disease, all the things that have a very lifelong burden on them for fam- for patients and caregivers. We spent something like 16 million, you know, last year, I believe, to help these organizations. And this year, for some reason that the administration did not extrapolate on, they cut support for ALS in particular by 40%. The rest of the conditions in the budget were level funded. And so the center square decided to dig deeper into that because it did seem unusual that ALS would be singled out for this. And so upon reviewing further budget documents, it seems like one of the things the Department of Revenue and the administration do in tandem is every year when the governor makes a budget proposal, he's got to, you know, package it and sell it to the legislature, sell it to the news media. And so those numbers are a balancing act, right? He's going to cut a little bit from there to pay for here. And the thing that is important to know is that it's just a proposal. And there are a lot of line items come to find out that are zeroed out in the governor's proposal. And legislative sources told me that that's very common. It's an accounting trick to help their numbers add up. And sometimes it's quite important things. Often, all of the diseases that we offer state support to are zeroed out. And, you know, lo and behold, by the time the budget passes at the end of June, all that money is back in, at least at the same level. And in the case of ALS in particular, usually it's an increase in funding. Uh, This money is really important for the organizations that use it. I know that the Western chapter or the Western Pennsylvania chapter of the ALS Association told me that they use it as grant money to help families and patients stay in their homes longer and have more comfortable lives. You know, there's a lot of gaps in insurance coverage. Sure, insurance may cover medical services and the wheelchair that some patients may need to get around, but they were not going to cover the ramps that you need to get into your home. So the territory specialist in that that chapter told me that this is life-changing money. And so to go without it would impact hundreds of families in Pennsylvania. So it seems like this is not so much a, I I don't want to say it's not a serious proposal, but this is sort of how you get that proposed budget number down, but without actually cutting any spending because you know it'll be restored later. Yes, it's it's interesting the way that it it's done because and we've heard about accounting gimmicks for years to make these numbers work. And for, you know, for listeners perspective on this, it's not limited to one party. You know, Josh Shapiro is a Democrat and the administration is mostly Democrat at this point. But, you know, Republicans who are in control of the General Assembly, both chambers for over a decade, they would do the same thing at the end of the year to make their numbers match. But it's interesting because the governor's proposal, the numbers that he comes with are always scrutinized anyway. So it seems like a weird trick to do, especially to pull money from such obvious uh, support services that would pique people's interests. The conversation around LS or ALS funding has never been this public in recent memory. And so, again, it seems like a weird choice to just cut 40%. Now, for context, even with a 40% cut, they would still be getting more money than what they got in years past. However, it sounds like that cut is not going to stay as long as the legislature has any say in it, which of course they do. They have to make a deal by the end of June. 
The other thing too to mention about this money, because you know, in the budget, it doesn't really say, okay, yes, this is, you know, this is what we use this money for. It just, it literally says ALS, you know, 1.5 million or, or, you know, whatever the exact total is. So I, again, reached out to the ALS Association to find out, you know, how often, you know, does your threat of funding cuts, how, how often does that impact you? Is this something that you're used to every year since it appears that this happens in every budget proposal, at least going back to 2018? And Marie Folio, who is the director of patient care services for the Western chapter, she said that, you know, candidly, the threat of losing funding is something that they deal with every year. She couldn't speak to the specifics because she's more focused on patient care, but she did say they know that their money is not guaranteed and they do feel like every single year they have to justify why they need the money and, and just how important it is for these families. In a few months, we'll see how much that funding comes out to. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com. For Kristen Smith, this is Anthony Hinnon. Please subscribe and thanks for listening. Freedom and liberty are important to all of us. If you're looking for civil, intellectual conversations with those shaping the future of freedom, try the Future of Freedom podcast with me, Scott Bertram. We speak with leaders across the country in the greater conservative and libertarian movements. In-depth conversations about where the next intellectual battles will happen across the country. It's the Future of Freedom podcast. Find it at americastalking.com or wherever you get your podcasts.